0: Welcome back to The Garbage Reel. My name is Jack Weber, and along with me, I have Sam Orsino. Hey, guys. And today, we're going to be talking about the 2006 Christmas movie, The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. So this movie was directed by Michael Lembeck, who also did Santa Claus 2, and about 24 episodes of Friends. But other than that, nothing nothing too big, nothing too great. So the cast uh, for this movie includes Tim Allen, Martin Short, Elizabeth Mitchell, Alan Arkin, Judge Reinhold, Wendy Crewson, and Eric Lloyd. Uh, the budget for this movie was about $12 million. The opening weekend gross was about $19.5 million, with a total worldwide gross of $110 million. That's pretty good for how bad yeah, this movie is. Really bad. I think this is probably the worst movie we've done on this podcast so far.
1: It really puts the garbage in the garbage reel. Yeah,
0: Uh huh. 100%. This it was. This movie is an hour and a half long, and the first forty-five minutes felt like three hours. And then I was checking every five minutes to see how long I had left, and that made it even worse.
1: It was one of the first times in a while that I've really sat there and just like wanted to do anything but what I was doing.
0: It made me consider like why I thought I liked this, because I feel like I remember liking this as a kid, but when I watched this. A couple days ago, it was just like, oh, my God, like everything about this sucks. The comedy, it almost never hits unless it's Martin Short. Yeah. And Tim Allen, like it's so weird to me because I know what he looks like and his voice isn't changed at all for this role. But his face is so different that it just sounds like there's it's two different people like Tim Allen's in a booth somewhere recording all these lines. And then they just had this fat guy come in and act all act everything out.
1: Yeah, I thought it was very weird. The whole thing, in general, like this is definitely like I'm not saying these are good movies. No, um, but I will say this is definitely the worst. Yeah, out of all of them,
0: it definitely started at about like a okay. Like this is you know what? Cool. the first one, and then got is worse like, and the worst. Yeah,
1: the first one's definitely like you know nostalgic for our time. Mm-hmm. But it's,
0: it's an everything. interesting concept for the first one. How yeah. he like finds Santa and then has to put if he puts on the coat he becomes Santa. Like that's a cool thing that's never been done before. But it's just like, where do you go from there? That's the thing. So and I, it, was
1: just, yeah. it just felt like a money grab.
0: Yep, especially. Uh-huh. Like,
1: two was like, you know what? Okay. I now. honestly don't remember two. I don't either. So, but yeah. 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 I mean, that's.
0: I think that kind of speaks to its yeah. quality as well. Uh,
1: yeah. Very forgettable. I hope I forget this tomorrow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I hope I forget it right after this podcast, yeah. too. Um, so going into my thoughts, a lot of this is very nitpicky, But it was just, I was getting tired of this movie so fast. Um, So all the elves in this movie, they're all kids, maybe. I think the oldest they get is 18, maybe, looking or something, if that. But they're doing, like, adult jobs. Like, there's one that comes in as a doctor. Anytime they come in as an adult job at first, it just throws me for a second because it's just, I I can't take it seriously.
1: It's one of the parts I actually enjoyed because it's like, it really brings out like something that they don't really do in other movies that much, and I thought it was pretty funny. The whole like Canada stuff though, and they're like, "Oh, they're just short in Canada." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, come on.
0: Yep. So, uh, Mrs. Claus is having a baby, and she wants her parents to be there, and so they bring the parent, the in-laws, up to the North Pole, but they can't tell them it's the North Pole apparently because that's like they can't keep a it's secret. like a superhero yeah. secret yeah. identity to be Santa. SOS. And, yep. And so they. Like, make everything all, ca- like, it's Canada, like, everybody is Canadian, and that's what they're just going to have them believe. And it's just really weird. One, because this secret identity for Santa, for Santa isn't, like, if equally applied. No. Because not only does his ex-wife know, but his niece and his ex-wife's new husband knows he's Santa. But
1: well, that was a little bit from the last movie.
0: It was, but it's just like, if they're in it, why can't you put the in-laws in?
1: Yeah. Their whole thing was like, oh, they can't keep a secret. But I'm like, you know, if you're just going to be in a secluded town with all short people mm-hmm. and you're just going to put up a I like hockey sign yeah. and say A after. Give maple syrup everywhere. Yeah, just say A after a, like every sentence. Like no one's going to believe that. Yeah.
0: Um, one major, kind of major problem I found in this movie almost immediately was there's a character in the first two movies. He's like the head elf. He's really good in the first one. His, his name is Bernard, and he's kind of like real dry, uh, sarcastic uh, character. He's not in this movie. They yeah. re- just replaced him. They Almost no mention of this character either. And I was just kind of a little annoyed at first. until I, I mean, I got over it, because I just focused on o- other horrible parts of this movie. But apparently... He had been offered the script, and he was able to do it. But he thought his character had been quote devalued, and didn't think it was right for him to do a third movie. Which, I mean, I gotta give it to him; that's he, a he, smart decision.
1: He backed out of the storm before it happened. That's a bullet with that one. Yes, it was a, it was a good no call.
0: Yeah. Um. Another thing I found in this movie was they really loaded up on the Chekhov guns in this. So, for those that don't know, a Chekhov gun is um, it's an old um, concept in playwriting and filmmaking where in act one, if, there, if you show a gun in act three, the gun must go off. So essentially, if you show something in the first act, by the third, that should come back to have some importance to the plot. And there's a lot of them in the first 30 minutes. There's he, uh, Santa tells his niece that she is the warmest hug ever, which ends up like that's how she saves the day or something. Uh, they just talk about the escape clause, which is the MacGuffin for this entire plot. Um, how the in laws coming could potentially ruin Christmas. And uh, how the snow globe works to send everything back to like reset time. Like it's all within the span of about 20 minutes. And every single time they do it, it just feels a little clunky. And every single time that comes back about 45 minutes later.
1: Yeah, it definitely felt forced because mm-hmm. it was like when they talked about. Like when Jack Frost would pry at everything about the snow globe and Mm -hmm. all that stuff was like, like okay, we get it. And it's it's like like
0: if, especially with the snow globe, like they they act like oh this is like the president's nuclear codes or something. Like why would you be telling him then like the exact words to trigger it
1: or like the whole thing itself is just kind of blah. There's so many things that like they, as you said, bring up in the first act and they're just trying to do callbacks to be cool and it's like. Like, you can tell. Mm-hmm. They didn't try and make it subtle at all. No. It was all kind of just, like, out in the open. Hey, we're just doing this.
0: Yeah. Um. Another thing I found, uh, I actually enjoyed this a little bit. It's in, like, this little side room in the North Pole. It's a vending machine for red deer instead of Red Bull. And it has the same design as, like, Red Bull, but instead it's got reindeer, mm-hmm. like, going uh, up against each other. I thought that was really funny. Um. And then another comedy bit that actually worked for me a lot was near the end, uh, Mrs. Claus goes into labor, and she just says, like, it's time. And Santa's saying right next to her, he goes, nope, I'm going to deliver the presents at midnight. She's like, no, um, I'm on time right now. He's like, oh, yeah, we're on schedule to deliver everything. He's like, no, I'm having a baby. And then he realizes it, that him just being oblivious to that was so funny to me.
1: I enjoyed that scene a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny. And then they did the whole, you know, Getting her to the
0: ER, or and then they just freeze frame at the end, or th- and then it's all oh, that a was flashbacks.
1: Gross. Yeah, it, the whole thing was a flashback, the whole, the whole movie was, but a then
0: flashback. it also brings up questions like, how does she know what happened whenever Santa and Jack Frost went back in time and it changed the whole timeline and everything? Like, how does she know what that if that happened and what happened in it, or is she just making everything up?
1: I'm sure Santa spilled beans on that one. Yeah, Even I could see that. I would not tell my wife that I fumbled a bag that hard yep. mm-hmm. and let this whole alternate reality ha- happen. Like yeah. Hashtag multiverse. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so in this movie, there's this thing called the Council of Legendaries or Legendary Figures. I want to say figures. it's like all these the Tooth Fairy, Santa, Mother Nature, Cupid, Father Time, Easter Bunny, things like that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, They all have kind of interesting designs, like it's very almost like an old painting in a children's book or something, Um, but the worst ones are probably the Easter Bunny and Cupid. Easter Bunny kind of looks like Chewbacca if it was just a straight-up bunny, like that's the whole look and design, and Cupid, it's... So weird because it's a full, fully grown older man. First of all, that they shrunk down. That they shrunk down by putting him in front of a green screen and then just like putting him on top of whatever that shot behind him would be, and it you could tell like that's what they're doing. And he's small and always just like two thirds of the way up into the screen. That's it, and he never moves from right there. And it's just so unsettling. I thought.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of the legendary figures. Obviously, it, mm-hmm. it plays a big part in this movie, mm-hmm. but. Like once you see him, it's like, oh, they basically all come together just for a little talk at the beginning.
0: They come together to introduce the idea of the escape clause. That's yeah, the whole reason they come the, together. Yeah.
1: And then they come back at the end. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, the whole thing is like ugh. But I did like how um what's his name, Sandman, the yep. sleeping guy. He does he actually has the most bits out of all of the legendary figures ex- excluding Santa and Jack Frost. Yep. Where they basically drug the parents. Well, he's, he, Sandman he is like the master of dreams or something. He puts him to sleep, but still he's like, if you got to get your in-laws somewhere and you're going to do that, mm-hmm. that's already a red flag.
0: And then he immediately goes to sleep right after them yeah. too. He just, I that was like funny. he he and Santa are know they got to get them into a car, and he's just like, nah, and just sits down in a chair and goes to sleep. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, okay, so we're going to move on from the, our thoughts to the categories, but first we're going to do a quick word from our sponsor. So Sam, you love candy, right? Oh, I do. I mean, of course you do. I do. I mean, what's not to love about it. And the best place for you to satisfy that sweet tooth is at candy King. Candy King is a proud sponsor of the garbage reel. It has a wide variety of name brand candies, as well as their own delicious line of original candy. If you head to their website at candyking.com and use code REELS in all caps, you can get 15% off your next order of candy. And if you're ordering it as a gift for the, this holiday season, don't worry. It's going to arrive before then. Everything's okay. And that is candyking.com and you'd use, use code REELS to get 15% off your next order.
1: That's 15%, guys.
0: 15%. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So we're going to move on to our categories. And Sam going to give the people the categories.
1: Yeah, we're going to start with best quote, best performance, worst performance, best scene or more, most outlandish scene, age the best, age the worst, who won the movie, and then who lost the movie. Jackson, best quote. Let me hear it right now.
0: So I've got two. And so the first one is when Jack Frost is just trying to like Maybe plant the seed in Mrs. Claus's mind that she shouldn't have married Santa and, like, removed all the way up to the North Pole, essentially cutting off any other, like, connection to the rest of the world. And he calls her, he says to her, you know, with you being legendary by marriage, I was cracking up after that. Because Santa's one of the legendary figures, and it obviously, and he was chosen to be. Mm-hmm. And then she obviously becomes one by marrying him. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then the other one I have is again with Jack Frost, but this is also with Santa's niece. And she's uh, Jack Frost is yelling at her, and she tells him, Okay, okay, chill. And he screams at her, I, I invented, invented chill.
1: You. I love that. Yeah. That cracked me up. That was one of my best quotes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got to go steal it. But that was, that one got me. That I think that was the best quote from this movie. Another one I had was whenever Santa and Mrs. Claus, it was kind of in the beginning, they're walking through the workshop and he sees this really nice bike go by and he goes, nice chrome work, Lenny. That's so working. And then he's like, and then Lenny says, thanks, Santa. And then he goes, yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was like, Santa, I don't know what you're doing, but I don't uh, mind it.
0: It's definitely something.
1: I also had another one. Whenever the kitchen caught, like catches on fire from Jack Frost messing things up, mm-hmm. and the father-in-law runs in and like starts spraying everything down, and he's like, he's like, "Don't breathe, don't breathe," and he like puts his hand over his face, and I thought that was so funny. And then he's like, "Guys, we were two inches away from Armageddon," and then Frost yells, "I'll get the mop," <laughs> and I thought that was such a funny line. He just comes out of nowhere and yells that. Mm-hmm. And then he runs away.
0: And it was so funny. So I would, we're going to move on to the best performance. And it's got to be Martin Short yeah. as Jack Frost. Yeah. I mean, everything about this character is very good. Obviously, I mean, he's a very good actor. And all our quotes have something to do with Jack Frost, except for one of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I thought, like, not only was his uh, comedy very good, but his design. His hair is, like ice blue almost and it's it looks straight up like ice but they just kind of spiked his hair straight back and his like suit is kind of like an icy gradient look to it it all looks very very good and it's all practical too um and i think like jack frost at his core story is a pretty interesting character in this movie because he like jack frost signals the beginning of winter like the first frost um and then immediately is upstaged by santa and it's obviously been happen- happening for as long as those two have existed. And it's that jealousy that builds up. It builds up to where he realizes, like, oh, this is the idiot I could take out to mm. finally take over Santa. Because Jack Frost's mission is to use this snow globe to transport him and Santa back to when he put on the coat originally. And then Jack Frost will take the coat and become Santa Claus. Um. And that's the whole like big plot uh, for Jack Frost. And I think it's a very cool base, basic story, but it's not executed well enough to where you can es- effectively gather that if you're not really paying attention.
1: Yeah, the whole thing is, as a whole was kind of like that, but I would agree. My best best performance was Jack Frost. I think the role he plays, he just played it so well. He played... Basically like the Loki of the MCU, yeah. MCU in this movie. He's, he's kind a, of like he, a
0: Joker if he didn't kill anybody.
1: Yeah, he's the trickster. He likes to pull pranks. He likes to get his way by manipulating others. And I think he did a really good job of, like, portraying that throughout the entirety of the movie. The The only part I don't like is, you know, whenever he unfreezes with the hug at the end. Mm-hmm. He they, looks like Mr. Bean. Yeah, they, they do a comb over, and it's like... Yeah. And then he's just like... He's in push. an all white
0: suit. His hair is like a slicked down, and it's like like brunette.
1: And it's like, guys, he was a cool character, and you, you just could have had, at least kept. You the had hair. to ruin him,
0: yeah. And he has like little, like literally frosted tips in mm-hmm. his eyebrows, like it's ice in the eyebrows. And I don't know why, but I just thought it worked for some reason. I
1: always thought it was funny too when he would like do his breath of cool air mm-hmm. and like freeze people his face would go all blue. I thought that was a great touch. I thought it was cool. They could have just, you know, made him normally like that. Mm -hmm. But it also goes to show, like, Loki, I think they kind of did base this off of what... um, I'm sure
0: Jack Frost is originally based off of Loki, too. Yeah,
1: And I thought it was also, like, like just how Loki in Thor turns blue whenever he uses the Frost stuff. He also... Jack Frost also turns blue whenever he uses his cold breath. Yeah. So I thought that was, like, a, a nice little added thing in...
0: I also, another quick thing, when he becomes Santa and, like, corporatizes the North Pole, Mm -hmm. he does a, like, a Sinatra impression singing, instead of New York, New York, it's North Pole, North Pole, and it's, like, almost a word for word. They change a few things just to make it fit for, like, a Christmas theme, but it's so funny because he's doing, like, the big, like, 50s line dance type thing in a Broadway performance. It all is hilarious.
1: He got all the elves in it, too. (coughs) I thought it was pretty good.
0: Um, from there we're gonna move on to the worst performance. So, Sam, hit me with it.
1: I think it's gotta be the elves. Like, obviously they're child actors. Yeah,
0: so that's never a it's great never sign. a
1: great start whenever you have that as one of your like the most actors, the most background actors are just all child actors. You know, obviously a few have bigger roles in that, like the Doctor or even the New heads- Bernard. Yeah. Yep. The new head elf. But I think as a whole, it's just like you know, Santa's running around his workshop and, you know, he's talking to these um, elves and they are just like they don't show like they're not meant to have a, like any other emotion than just like happy. giddy little kids yep. working on toys mm-hmm. like you couldn't give them any other kind of like emotional traits or like it's anything at all. giddy it's just
0: and happy or like stressed and running around yep. whenever everything starts to go wrong.
1: And it's like that's the only two phases that they have throughout this whole movie, and it was just like, guys, yeah, I think it could have done a little better. There's so many of them, and it's like when you make them go, you know, Canadian, they go a after everything. It's like, guys,
0: yeah. So my worst performance narrows that down a little bit. I specifically said Curtis, who is the new head elf, new Bernard. It's like he's in a. I thought it's like he's in a school play. It's his first time acting, and somebody told him acting is being very expressive and not like subtly showing your emotions, but overly showing them because that's all he seems to do. And it just doesn't work ever. Like I, I don't even know how to describe it. Well, it's just such a weird thing. Whenever he's, whenever he gets like exasperated, he starts to move his hands, like not even just around normally, but like all the way over and up and down and like this. And it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. Mm
1: -hmm. All right, we move into best scene, most outlandish scene. Mine has, it was going back to the the quote, I loved whenever um, Jack Frost went in and, like, started messing with everything and then the whole kitchen scene when everyone's in there and then, you know, the father-in-law runs in, does everything like that. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was a great scene. It shows that, like, everything's so hectic and, you know, You're letting these other characters, like the father-in-law, the mother-in-law, all these other people, run in. And also, just before this, um, Jack Frost and the mother-in-law are, like, flirting, per se.
0: Having him sing the one line about Jack Frost in the Nat King Cole song.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Mm -hmm. What was yours?
0: Mine is the entire scene in Jack Frost's North Pole. So, this one, I mean... I st- kind of figured something out last night when I was watching it that I had never thought of before. It's almost like a commentary on how soulless these like theme parks are and how the workers act and how like corporate greed just corrupts mm-hmm. anything special because like before we talk about it, the elves are just all giddy and happy running around but then whenever it's Jack Frost's North Pole they're all just like it's a notable change. Yeah, they're all seem very just depressed, like no enthusiasm whatsoever. There's one like Tourist that's taking a picture with one of the elves And she's just kind of standing there Like dead faced yeah. next to her Not doing anything Um, And uh, it, Like they're just trying to make a cash grab On everything selling Because I think he's they s- sell like a shirt And she hands him like $80 Or something for a t-shirt And he's the Bernard the new Bernard Comes up and tries to sell uh, Not Santa anymore like this recording Pen in Mm. some weird like salesman way and it's just like i thought it was interesting how you can see how almost corporatization of these special things can just ruin Ruin it it. yeah
1: like that's the whole point of santa is you know that's why it's secret of santa yeah and then they go and ruin it and you know i thought that was a good a really good scene too um like, portraying the elves as the way they did. yeah. You know, how they were so giddy and happy, and now that they're, like... Because you can tell, even in their, like, singing bit, Mm -hmm. like, when they're tap dancing and stuff, it's straight face. Everyone's straight face, and I thought that was good. The whole thing behind that, too, is, like, that whole plot, like, Jack Frost gets what he wants, that was such a long build-up.
0: Yeah. It's something that should have happened about 35 minutes in, and it happens an hour and 5 minutes into a 90 minute movie. Yeah. And it and so that whole scene ends up being 10 minutes long when it should have been the entire second act. Yeah. Yep.
1: What was your age the best?
0: I actually didn't have anything. I I was racking my brain for so long yeah. trying this to figure out one. something that like I now now when I watched it I was like, okay, I can think that's pretty good now. It's just nothing. I mean, maybe you could say Jack Frost's design but that's it. I did, really didn't think there's anything good in this movie.
1: Yeah. I thought that too, but mine was the was the bloopers. Like, everything about oh, the bloopers yep. was so good. That was my favorite part of the whole movie.
0: Yeah. They have a blooper reel of different takes right after the uh, movie ends, and it's something the movies don't do anymore, I feel yeah. like. And it, they, they should, because it is really funny, yeah. especially for comedy movies. Yeah,
1: especially for like stuff like this, where it's like, you know... Supposed to be more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um, like give the actors a little more like personality, like other than just their characters. Yeah. And I thought it was good. Um shows like genuine laughs, genuine like takes, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really fun. It definitely saved the end of the movie for me because like the movie's really bad. Movie sucks. Movie's so bad. It's just so tri- it like if they at least ended on the right note. And if you can just end on the right note, for some reason, now they have a whole series with it, but yeah. But that was my that was my age the best with okay. the bloopers. My so, age the worst yep. though. I some of the CGI and like green screens throughout this, we talked a little bit about Cupid. Mm. Um, the biggest thing that stood out for me was whenever Jack Frost became like whenever he froze the parents and then they were unfreezing when he got the big hug. The unfreezing. I was cringing so hard watching it that I had to look away. Mm. It was so bad.
0: I I must have blocked that out because I don't remember that scene. Exactly. What that looked like at exactly.
1: all. Exactly. It was it was tragic. And at, for someone who like, you know, enjoys watching, you know, the movies that we all love to hate, um it was this one was just
0: it was brutal. So my age the worst was um, the corporatization of holidays. And I just talked yeah. about it a couple minutes ago. But I think because of just how rampant it is now, like you see so many stores like doing these big discounts that it's just like they marked up the prices and then put a sale to bring it back down to regular price. And it's just it's just something that I feel like shouldn't be done, but it is now. Um, so who won the movie? So... Mine is Christmas movies in general because I mean I feel like this has gotta be the bottom mine. of the barrel.
1: Yeah. It's it, it definitely is.
0: I don't think I've seen a worse Christmas movie, honestly.
1: Hallmark movies for me.
0: I just haven't seen those.
1: My mom watches them all the time and okay. it's just a cringe level on a new yeah. on a new level.
0: Yeah. I but think for it, like children movies like like family friendly Christmas movies, I think this, this is the floor.
1: This is the low point. Mm-hmm. This is six feet under.
0: Yeah. Should I be, think it should, should be 30. Be. Yeah, it yeah. Should,
1: should be lower. Yep. Yeah, so my one the movie was, was the same. It mm-hmm. was Christmas movies. You know, I think they ramped up after this. I think they realized, like, hey, if we want Christmas to continue to grow and just, like, evolve mm-hmm. throughout times – It's got to get better. And they've actually created some recently that I've enjoyed a lot. So it's like, I think as a whole, they've been getting better and better. So that's like, you know, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful they they get better because if we have another, you know, few movies like this, then the Christmas spirit is going to die.
0: Well, we've got all the classics that you can keep watching.
1: Yes, but like classics aren't going to be around forever.
0: Okay. Um finally we're going to go to the who lost the movie and Sam, let's hear yours. So my my who lost
1: the movie was the plot and like the storyline. As we talked about a little earlier, we talked about like how the whole beginning part of the movie was so that you know Jack Frost would become Santa. Mm-hmm. Everything that goes into that front half of that movie was that. And then Jack Frost became Santa for ten minutes. Yeah. And it was like, what was the point of the movie if the climax, everything that was going on, was gonna be this mood point that, oh, you just go there, you tell
0: And then there's Lucy 20 minutes after, too. Yeah.
1: You go tell Lucy, you know, hey, go get the igloo. Oh, I'm gonna make him I'm gonna trick him, I'm gonna trick the trickster.
0: I mean, she's essentially it's essentially a grid story with how she solves everything. Yeah. She's like the Cindy Lou who, who like makes him good mm-hmm. at the end. But it is like they end the whole Jack Frost North pole thing with 20 minutes left. And whenever they end it, they bring it back to like that moment where everything started to go bad. And Jack Frost has no memory of what just happened. He doesn't know that he, a- he actually won for a little bit. He just thinks um his plan didn't work. And so then it's like, what are you, like, wh- how do you think that's a good idea? That's what I wanted to know. Like, if they had kept his memory of winning at one point and then he lost again, that would have been better because then you can almost effectively spin the uh, concept of, like, how he still just wants everything to go wrong because it's almost like he comes in at the end and or and everything everything's working and they just kind of, like, turn on him and be like, all right, no, this guy's done. Let's fix him. Like, just make him... Remember that so you could have a reason a good reason to make him good. Yeah. Like he comes in, everything's working fine, and he immediately starts to just try and destroy everything. He just doesn't hold back.
1: Yeah. The whole thing, yeah. the whole plot and everything of that was was my aged or lost the movie. Yep. So what is yours?
0: Mine is the series in general. I honestly yeah. don't think this been, this should have been a series. I really don't. The first I think movie it was a f- the a really movie, great first movie, and yeah. We we talked about this earlier. The first movie is a very cool concept. How you find Santa, and I think he gets discovered, and then you put on the coat and you become Santa, and that's like that's where it should end. Mm. And the movie, the first movie, had a pretty good ending to where you could take it or leave it. You could make a sequel, or you could just let it be. And obviously, they made sequels, um, and they just they don't do anything more with it because what is there more to do? because the only i feel like the next natural step you could do would to be would to have Tim Allen's Santa Claus get discovered and he has some way to like get around that or like not lose his position as Santa Claus or something but that's never a plot point in any of these movies. Yeah.
1: It's it's one that they should have really considered for this movie instead yep. of just having the whole Jack Frost. I loved Jack Frost in this movie. I think he really brought it together but it was like like as we were talking about and and the one thing that makes me nervous is we talked about how like movies have started to get better but for money
0: grabs these days it's just they'll make sequels on sequels whenever they know it's not right i mean there's a whole new series based it's a continuation of this series on disney plus called the santa clauses or something and it's like i think i've seen the reviews they're not good no so and they shouldn't be no Um, Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for Mm us. Um, So you can find us at The Garbage Reel on YouTube or Apple Podcasts. And we want to thank you so much for being with us this season of The Garbage Reel. We hope to be back with you in the spring. And we'll have a whole new slate of movies then. And we'll see you then. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys.